Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Relationship Talks. I am your host, Laurie Brook, and together we will get to take a look at what goes on behind closed doors. Today, I am joined by Zena Jones. Hi, my name is Zena, and I am here to talk about making friends as an adult. Zena is a coach, speaker, and host of the Brave as Fuck podcast. She is a crazy cat lady living in New Zealand with her partner and two fur babies. After travelling the world solo for 10 plus years, being happily single, she decided to face her fears of dating and met the man of her dreams. A couple of years into living together, she decided to take a new challenge, making friends as an adult, and in 2021, she declared on social media that she was running a friend experiment. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Relationship Talks. I'm here with Zena, and as you would have heard from the introduction, she's here to talk about making friends as adults. Now, you would have also heard in her bio that she has conducted a friend experiment on Facebook. Now, I'm very curious to find out, Zena, what is a friend experiment? <laughs> so, a friend experiment, this is something I ran, I think it was the end of 2021. And I announced on both Facebook and on Instagram that I was going to run a friend experiment, which is a friendship experiment. Because I was struggling with making friends as an adult, and it turns out that I am not the only one. No, it's a, it's really difficult. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know, I, I have to say, I don't know how people do it when they don't have children. Because mm. when you've got children, you can use them as the common ground with other parents, right? Yeah. But so, tell me, how did you go with your experiment? So first of all, I don't have children myself, but my partner has three boys. So I co-parent them half the time. And it's interesting because I always struggled when many of my friends would settle down and have kids. It actually did create a bit of a divide. So I find it so interesting that you're bringing that up because it kind of created this divide. Like we were in different life stages, shall we say? So what I did when I shared, I just got really vulnerable on social media and I shared a post and I said, does anyone want to go for coffee? <laughs> and I was inundated with messages. So first of all, so many people commenting saying, oh my God, I struggle with this too. I really relate to what you're saying. It can be super difficult. And then people reaching out, people I'd never even heard of. I didn't even know where we were connected on social media, reaching out to say, hey, I'd love to do coffee. I was like, wow, okay. Because first of all, I felt very alone and I was like, is it just me? But turns out, no, there are so many of us. And it's actually so much easier than you think to to create a connection and make friends. But I think it does really require us to get a bit vulnerable in order to do that. Because you, you're kind of putting yourself out there and going, does anyone want to be my friend? Do people like me? Is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. Know, what happens if I put this out there and no one's no one says yes? And yeah. It's just blank. What happened though? I'm very curious, and I know this isn't necessarily from a relationships perspective, but I would always be concerned. You put yourself out there, you say, Yes, I, you know, does anyone want to have coffee with me? And then you have, you know a dozen different people saying yes, and you turn up to those coffee dates and they're just trying to sell to you. Oh, interesting. No, I never had that. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I wonder, yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't 
thought about that in hindsight because I'm a coach, so I could see how that could be perceived. But I think my just genuine, like, this is something I'm struggling with. I just want to make some friends. Is anyone in? Like, my just genuine desire to come from that place was so perhaps obvious, I hope, in the post. And and I I kept sharing, right? Like, it wasn't just the one post. I was like, I'll keep you updated. And so people were, like, looking forward to my updates. I I would share friend experiment updates. And people were loving this. They were following the journey. They were getting right into it. I ended up recording podcasts and everything and sharing success stories. And people loved it because they felt like they were coming along for the journey as well. Yep. And I think in sharing more of it, they they showed them I wasn't selling. I was genuinely making some friends. Yep. But no one tried yeah. to sell to you? No. No, I didn't have anyone try to sell to me. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that would be like that's just when you said that that I put it out on Facebook and said who wants to have a coffee. That was my oh, I'm gonna have it. You know, a dozen people turn up and they're all gonna want me to buy their services or buy something from them. Or see, I feel that way about networking events. I yeah, like I think like I love to connect with people. Like I'm just a connector. I just love to hang out and and chat and connect with people and hear about their stories and their lives. But I feel like that going into networking events, I'm like everyone's just trying to get something. Yeah. yeah. So I can see how like it blurs. Mm-hmm. So what did you learn through your experiment? Number one, I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was surprised by some of the people who reached out and how many people reached out and said that this was something they struggled with. And that really blew me away. So that was something I learned. I also learned that it really requires you to get vulnerable. And, you know, for many of us, you know, that can have previously have been seen as being weak when we're saying, hey, I'm struggling with this. Does anyone want to jump on board or help or, you know, connect? So it did require me to be vulnerable. I found it a lot like dating. And I don't think I thought about that going into it because I had – I had put off dating for a long time, romantic relationship dating. And I found making friends when I actively decided to do it and be very deliberate about it. I found it so much like dating. It's like, hey, do you want to go on a coffee date and be my friend? It can be quite awkward. (laughs) That's another lesson. Um, And one other thing that I will share as well is that just like when you're dating romantically, you open yourself up to the possibility of rejection. And I experienced that. I was ghosted by somebody. And, you know, I think I'm fortunate in that I have coaching tools already. And one of the things I would say is just being really careful with what you make it mean when somebody ghosts you or rejects you, being deliberate with that. Because although it did sting a little bit, I was able to laugh it off pretty quickly. Yeah. And that would be that would be a tough one for some people, wouldn't it? Like especially yeah. if they're coming out of broken relationships or they've got difficult relationships in other areas of their life yeah. where that ghosting or that rejection means so much to them mm-hmm. that being rejected in that area too. Tell me in terms of, I suppose, your experiment as a whole, why do you think people find it hard to make friends as adults? So that's a great question. I think a couple of things to that. First of all, when we're at school, 
like we're all kind of of the same age doing a similar thing and we kind of like we we overlap in so many different areas and we just make friends I think it's the same in workplaces where we spend so much time together we often form friendships in workplaces as well quite easily and you know many people will do the same thing when they go to sports clubs or you know you know other activities and and hobbies that they may have they form friendships quite easily and I think for many of us, we kind of get to a point where if we've been maybe in the same job for a while or saying hobbies or we're, you know, not necessarily doing a lot of things or being super active in the community or even perhaps working for ourselves, we kind of get to a place where it's like, okay, we've got a few friends and maybe friends outside. Like I've got a lot of global friends, but now what? And and we don't necessarily pause to question it. So I think that there's kind of that element but I also think, and this is something sneaky that my brain did for the longest time, is my brain would tell me making friends is hard. Like my brain loved that thought, making friends is hard. So I just thought it's hard, it's too hard, and I put it in the hard basket. Yeah, but let's do there. And do you think that's the whole, it's our brain saying it's hard, but really it's just the effort? Yeah, so I think it's it's very much, yeah, it does require deliberate effort. You could fail. You, it could be uncomfortable, right? And our brain loves to just save its energy and stay, you know, warm and fuzzy on the couch and not put yourself out there. So hence we say that as like I think a protection because we've got to leave our comfort zone in order to make it happen. But what I've discovered is it's so much easier than my brain wants to think it is. <laughs> so I'm curious now that you've done your experiment and mm-hmm. um, you've grown your friendship base, how do you keep up with it? With the friendships? Yep. Oh, good question. So I would say I came out with three really good close friends as a result, one of which is like a colleague whom now I'm collaborating with and, you know, like we're voice noting each other all the time, so super close, which is really cool. But in doing so, it also taught me that you will create, like I created other friendships in the process, but not everyone is someone you necessarily will invest a lot of time in. They become more maybe acquaintances. So although I met a lot of people, they didn't all translate into friendships. So it, does that answer your question? Because it doesn't take nearly as much time as perhaps I had thought it may take. Yep. Yeah, but I also think that's an important distinction is that just because you're going out and having coffee with everyone, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be best friends with every single person and have to follow up with every single person every single day. Yeah. Because that's where my head went to is like, wow, how how do we maintain that connection afterwards? Yeah, and I guess it's a lot like romantic dating in the sense of, you know, there'll be some dates that you go on where you're like, nope, we're probably not going to see that person again. <laughs> that one's not for me, right? There were definitely some of those experiences or like, oh, you know what? We don't actually have a lot in common, so I'm not going to reach back out. But if they do, that's cool. You know, we'll see where it goes. There was definitely a lot of that. Um, and then I would say, yeah, definitely some acquaintances or people you'll check in with every now and again or catch up with every now and again. And then some, then I guess you could think of it as like there's different layers to it really because then you've got at the top tier there is the actual genuine friendships that you create and the people you catch up with and do things with and hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. So from the three that you walked away with, had you known them before? So two of them, yes. One of them, no. That's awesome. 
Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. What What do you think um, when it comes to friendships, what do you think is the missing ingredient with people creating those friendships? I would say genuine authenticity, like the willingness to be yourself. I think this is something I've thought about because I know for me, for many years, I struggled with being me. I was very much the chameleon trying to get everyone else to like me and very much about fitting in and that kind of a thing. So I think the more me I have become, like you'll see my nails are super bright if you're watching this on video, right? Like I love neon colors. I also am a person who in real life (laughs) swears a lot. So I'm very me in all of my interactions with people. And I think that you either love or hate that and that's okay. But that willingness to be authentic has really you know, attracted people to me who are my people who get me and may have a lot of similarities or, you know, perhaps we complement one another. And I think, especially for women, I would say, I think we can sometimes struggle with being ourselves and think that we need to please other people and, and, and sometimes become that chameleon. And therefore we don't create genuine connection and friendships with people because we don't necessarily know who we are or we're perhaps editing and altering that version of ourselves. But knowing who you are, I think you have to know that first, right, to be that authentic version. And sometimes we can struggle with who are we when we are yes. playing so many different roles. Yes, I totally agree. I'm very curious. What's a funny story out of your experiment? It's a funny story. Oh, <laughs> the first one that comes to mind is one of the very first ones I went on and I had shared some I think I posted in a group locally it was like a make friends group that I stumbled upon on Facebook and I posted in there and somebody I didn't know in my area reached out we decided to go for a beach walk we made a time and we get there and as we're going for this beach walk the tide is coming in and in and in and in and it got to the point where the tide had come in so much we couldn't and it normally it doesn't come in right up to the edge of the like the bank it came in right up to the edge of the bank. We we had to climb up the bank onto like the, the sand dunes and try and like stumble our way back along the sand dunes to make it back to our cars. That was kind of awkward. <laughs> Venture as well. It was definitely an adventure and that was actually one where we didn't reconnect. Um, I did have a couple of things, a couple of instances where I picked specific people. I was like, I would really love to have coffee with this person and I messaged them. I've got two in mind. And I got ghosted. I never heard back. <laughs> and then you see them, right? Like you see them in the community. You're yeah. like, hey. <laughs> so yeah. awkward, um, you know, do I say hello to you or do I just yeah. ignore you? <laughs> so would you do it again? Totally. Yeah, totally. totally. I've actually, um, one of my friend's experiment success stories, her and I have decided to do this thing. We heard this idea out of Canada where these women were running I think they called it dinner in a box. And so the idea is that you book a table at a restaurant for about 10 to 12 people and you host it. So there's like a long table and there's one of us at either end. And so she's at one end, I'm at the other, and we're selling tickets like really cheap just to get people to make sure they turn up. Like, And then we're facilitating conversation on hot button topics. 
So like we've thought about the first one's going to be the topic of bravery. We've thought about like imposter syndrome, the patriarchy, like just different things that we can talk about. And we have already got people. We've just literally launched it the other day. We've already got people who have just started talking about it who are going to come along and we're just going to have these really cool in-person connections. And the idea is that we want to create a variety of ideas and input and a variety of people and just anyone can come along and it's just no expectation you can contribute and talk about as much or as little as you want and we have the stipulation it is not a networking event it is a connection event (laughs) so we're already playing with other ideas because yeah it's something we talk about so often is how so many people do feel lonely or like they're struggling to connect with people and and make friends so we were like yeah let's Let's play with this and do something fun. That sounds that sounds like a great idea. It would yeah. it just lowers, I suppose, it lowers the bar in terms of mm-hmm. or lowers the hurdle for get putting yourself out there because you're going to an event where you know there's other people and they're not necessarily yeah. coming to be friends with you per se. So you don't have that rejection yeah. barrier. Yeah. Yes. I got there in a long winded way. Yeah. Um, do you plan on running these? in other places or is this New Zealand based? Well, at the moment we're, this is our very first one. So we're going to do it here in New Zealand. I mean, if if it takes off, I would love to go around the country and do it. I'm a huge traveler as well. So when I travel, I have, you know, connections and friends all over the world. I would love to be doing it in every city I go to. How fun would that be just to meet a random variety of people? How fun. I love that. Yeah. It, it sounds like such an easy and simple way to go and create these connections and personal connections, like yeah. real, genuine yeah. connections. How different is it, though, for you when you're creating connections for yourself versus when you're creating or, or trying to create those connections when you're co-parenting or with your husband or with other people? I never thought about that. To me, I don't feel like it is different. I feel like I'm me in all of those scenarios. Like I am the common factor. I'm just being me and being authentic. And I think one thing for me is it's not about being perfect either. I know in my relationships sometimes like I might say something and be like, oh, sorry, I regret that. I didn't mean it like that. Or And it's the same in like co-parenting. I was thinking about it the other day. Like I'm, I'm new to this. I chose not to have my own children. So I am navigating how to do that, but it's fun at the same time. Like I, I get to help raise little people and I get to learn how to do that in the process. Does that make sense? I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's really important for people to understand that at the end of the day, the common denominator in all of this is us and how we're turning up in these relationships. What would you do differently? next time around when it comes to conducting one of these experiments? Well, that's a fun question. I honestly don't think I would do anything differently. It was so fun. Like it was scary at times because I'm like, what am I meeting? Like what if like, especially when you're posting something so vulnerable on social media and you're like, oh my God, is anyone going to respond? But I think that that part of like doing something brave and leaving your comfort zone is where the magic happens. Like it's so necessary. I, I, I wouldn't do anything differently, honestly. I would encourage anyone who wants to make friends just to share it with people. 
I think about this with other goals that I have too. Like the more I share it with other people, the more other people get on board or want to help or contribute. Yeah. yeah. We build up so much fear inside our heads in mm-hmm. terms of what other people think and the judgments, our own judgments yeah. can be worse than other people's. Yeah. I think our own judgments are always worse. Like the things we have said to ourselves inside our own brain is always going to be so much worse than what somebody else says. Right? Yep. Like, yeah. So when is this first dinner? Uh, it is, if I look at my calendar, when, uh, wait, Wednesday the 22nd of February. So I think it's a week away. No, two weeks. <laughs> a week and a bit. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm trying to analyze my head and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good luck Mm. with the dinner. I hope it goes really well and I can't wait to hear more. So where can people find out more for you? So if you want to hang out with me, I have a podcast called Brave AF. Um, I love playing on Instagram. That is super fun. Xena.jones.coach on Instagram and my website, xenajones.com. Awesome. I will make sure all those links are in the show notes below and it's been lovely chatting to you. Yes, you too. I hope that you come and hang out in New Zealand for one of these dinners. I'm hoping to get there. <laughs> it, it, it's on the list of places that I wanted to be. I had a trip booked to New Zealand oh. and then COVID hit. Oh, it's time. It's time to come back. It's time. I've never <laughs> been. Haven't you? Oh, no. what? Yeah. Well, we've got to talk about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Zena. You're welcome. Thanks. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Relationship Talks. If you can, I'd love for you to jump on and leave a review. And whilst you are at it, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please join me again next week. We get to take a look at the room posters at someone else's relationship. But until then, I'm your host, Laura Bull. And remember the choices you also make today and the week, the very best it can be.